Well, we're going to pray and get right into the word tonight. Father, we thank you for tonight's service. We thank you for the worship and the praise tonight and that we have already entered into your presence and that you are here walking among us and with us. We thank you, Lord, for the enlightenment of your word in our life, that your word is a light to us. It is a a light in our pathway and and it shows us the way and that we don't have to be those who are grappling around in darkness, but that we know who we are and we know who you are. And because of that, Father, you make an open door of uh, light and illumination. And we thank you for that tonight, Father. May we learn and grow of you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to teach a little bit tonight, and then we'll just see where this goes, on the laying on of hands. And um, I, I was praying this week. And then on the way down here yesterday from Panama City Beach, I was praying in the spirit and just heard this in my heart. And and I haven't taught on this in a while, but I'm just going to mention a couple of scriptures and maybe remind us of this doctrine. And it is a doctrine of the church. Now, the interesting part about this is I didn't know about this, even though I was raised in church, until I was about 20 years old. (laughs) I didn't never hear it mentioned, never, uh, you know, saw it happen. And to me, it was something brand new. You know, Brother Hagin used to say, a, a cow looking at a new gate. That's the kind of the way I was with the laying on of hands. I thought, what is this about? But let's examine this tonight and look at the, the prevalence of it in the scriptures and then reasons why they laid hands on uh, people in the Bible. Okay, a couple of things here. Hebrews chapter 6 and look at verse 1. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ and the uh, amplifies it said the elementary stage. This is, this is supposed to be elementary, you know. <laughs> to me, it was college level because I'd never heard anything about it. But it's really elementary. The elementary doctrine. Let us go on to perfection, not laying against the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So we see here, it's really an elementary doctrine of the church. It's a basic doctrine of the church, the laying on of hands. And there's several reasons for this. And we won't go into all of it tonight because it's, it's pretty extensive. But we'll talk about uh, laying on of hands for healing. And then laying it on of hands for the Holy Spirit. And then uh, for laying on of hands for a, the commission ordination. All right. So let's let's jump into this. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. And I want you to know, too, that the laying on of hands can be activated by believers. And it, it is, and we'll get to one of the scriptures about believers laying hands on the sick. And that's you, isn't it? Your hands on people. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. And we'll begin here. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, talking about Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, this is not the only way Jesus healed. There were several different ways that he healed the sick. But this is one way. He laid his hands on them and healed them. 
Now, you know, it doesn't even say he really prayed or even said anything to them. Right. He just laid his hands. Isn't that interesting? And I've thought about that before. Um, when some people are a little bit resistant to prayer, <laughs> have you ever run into anybody like that? <laughs> and so I just have thought that I would just touch their hand, <laughs> just release the power of God into them. Amen. And, and I've done that from time to time. Just take their hand gently and just consciously release the power of God. Because here he didn't pray. He just laid his hands on them. The healing power of God in his hands. And then verse 41, and devils also came out of many crying out and saying, thou art Christ, the son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak for they knew that he was the Christ. So not only healing, but also casting out devils. Because of the power of God in his hands. And you know the power of God's in your hands. As a believer. Amen. That is so powerful. It's not hard to lay hands on people. In fact, it's probably the most, one of the most simple things, uh, that we can do. Now, nowadays with COVID, et cetera, people are a little more reluctant, but they at least touch elbows, right? <laughs> so you can, you can grab somebody's elbow. Amen. Let me pray for you. I'll touch your elbow. Hallelujah. And the power of God will come out and heal the sick. Praise the Lord. Now look at Acts 28 and verse 8. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a bloody flex. That's horrible, isn't it? To whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Now here he prayed and also laid hands on him. And notice he was healed. He healed them. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed. Praise God. So the healing power of God was released through the laying on of hands and and, and prayer here. I remember see, seeing and hearing Brother Hagen again, our spiritual father, uh, laying hands on the sick. And he would say, through the law of contact and transmission... Through the law of contact and transmission. So so contacting and transmitting something from your hands. Now, it's not us. We're not the healer. But the healer lives on the inside of us, doesn't he? It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when we lay hands on the sick, you know, he used to say, I can't even heal a gnat's wing. We can't even heal a gnat's wing. But the power of God on the inside of us, when transmitted to someone else, flows forth. And that anointing, the Bible says, heals the sick and delivers from any kind of demonic activity, too, which is wonderful because we have power over all the power of the enemy. Now, look at Matthew chapter 19, Matthew 19. Sometimes like this week, this weekend, I got to uh, go see my grandson and my daughter and um so my grandson I, I slept with him he's seven and so I was touching his little back and just prayed in the Holy Ghost you know you can you can touch children and pray in the Holy Ghost amen <laughs> and we'll read that Jesus did that in Mark chapter 10 and, and and we'll read that in a minute too and it's very scriptural praise the Lord and release the anointing and the blessing in their lives hallelujah and they might not even know what you're doing. They might think you're scratching their back. <laughs> but you're imparting something into them. Isn't that so sneaky, but it's so wonderful. Amen? Yeah. 
Matthew chapter 19, look at verse 15. The Bible says here, and he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Again, Jesus, well, let's read. This is what I was talking about, uh, about the children. But Jesus, let's see, verse 13. Then uh, were brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. Now, the people must have known something was happening that they would bring children to him that were perfectly well. These weren't sick children. And and get him, get Jesus to touch the children. Well, the disciples said, he, you know, basically he doesn't have time for this. <laughs> get the kids away. He doesn't have time for this. But Jesus said, suffer the little children or allow the children, little children, to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. And in Mark 10, it says that he took them in his lap, he blessed them, he laid hands on them, prayed for them, and uh, the blessing of the Lord went into them. Now, what does that blessing mean? Well, you know, the to be blessed is is a pretty big word. There's a lot involved in that blessing. It's an empowerment. It's a grace that is imparted into someone's life. And really, if if you study that, You'd be amazed. I remember years ago when uh, Brother Lester Summerall came to our church and he had, he, he said, you know, if anybody wants hands laid on you tonight, you know, come up. And, and I thought, Oh, this is, this is so awesome. You know, so I came up and, and uh, he went down the line, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. And I thought, well, that's not much of a prayer as a be blessed. <laughs> I thought he was going to really pray something, you know? And then finally, one day I had studied about the blessing and I thought, oh my, this is amazing. <laughs> Just the words be blessed and that he laid hands on, uh, on us and, and just commanded the blessing, uh, is pretty powerful. Amen. It's really, really powerful. So, uh, sometimes our ignorance can get us in trouble, but, um, to, to be blessed, uh, through the laying on of hands is, is, uh, I think a lot more than what we've realized before. And we should honor that and receive it and then operate in that blessing. Expect that blessing to work in our lives. Okay, Luke chapter 13 and verse 13. Luke 13, 13. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll start in verse 11. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her, uh, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So again, we see the doctrine of the laying on of hands. Um, and then let's look at Mark 6. We look at a lot of scripture here, but that's good for us, isn't it? And I thank God for Jerry Lee keeping up with me back there. <laughs> Keep her busy. <laughs> Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. Let's see, is that the right one? I don't think so. Okay, we'll look at Mark 7, verse 32. 7.32. Oh, that's, oh, I'm in Matthew, no wonder. Hold on. Let me get in Mark. Okay, we'll go back to Mark 6. Yeah, help me, Jesus. Thank you, honey, for praying. <laughs> Mark 6, 5. And he could do no mighty work there. Talking, of, This is speaking of Jesus. 
save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And then he went around the villages teaching. So we know this was in Nazareth. And uh, Jesus said a prophet is not without honor in his own country, his own kin, his own house. And so he only healed a few sick people. But it does say, again, those few sick were healed through the laying on of hands. Amen. The minute he laid hands on them, they were healed. And it's just a really good point of contact. If you're ministering to the sick, you can say to them, when I lay my hands on you, right when I lay my hands on you, the power of God's going to come into you and you're going to be healed. So it's, you know, right then when it happens, or if you're having hands laid on you, you say to, to you, to yourself, okay, the minute he lays his hands or she lays his hands on my shoulders or my head, The healing power of God's flowing into my body, and that minute I'm healed. Amen? The healing power begins to work for a quick and sudden recovery. Hallelujah. And uh, so that's when, and then if the devil tries to argue and say, well, you're still feeling pain. Nope. The minute they laid hands on me, I was healed. Praise God. And allow that healing power of God to work in your body by faith. Now look at Mark chapter 7. Are you still with me? Amen. Okay. Verse 32. Mark chapter 7 and then verse 32. And they brought, and they would bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in the speech and, and they beseeched him to put his hands upon him. So they figured out that there was power, uh, through the laying on of hands. And he took him aside from the multitude and he, and put his fingers into his ears. He spat, touched his tongue. And we would think that was really gross, but this is what happened with the working of miracles here. Looking up to heaven and he sighed and he said, be open and straightway his ears were open and the string of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain. Isn't that amazing? Don't you love miracles like that? So again, through uh, his hands, they, they beseeched him, lay your hands, put your hands, do something where there's some contact here with this person. Now let's look at Mark 16 and see where he commissioned us to do the same thing. Mark 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall recover. I like that part, don't you? Now, it's not up to us to recover them. God does the recovering part for them. We do the laying on of hands part which is very simple, isn't it? Again, the simplicity of putting your hand on someone. It doesn't say here that they prayed. Now, you can pray, and we've read where Jesus did pray at times, but here it just says, put your hand on them. Put your hand on them. Now, I remember my Uncle Ben, he he went on to be with the Lord last week. Uh, he was 90 years old and was a Marine and business owner and just was a tremendous in his community and in his church for years and years and years. Um, but he had had a, a pretty massive heart attack when he was about 45 years old and he was in the hospital. 
uh, my mother went to see him and she said she prayed in tongues all the way uh, from our business, our motel on the beach to in town, which is about 45 minutes or 40 minutes. And she said she just was going to lay hands on him and believe God for his healing. And so she prayed in tongues all the way to the hospital. And so when she got there, she went in and she said, you know, Ben was not familiar with laying on of hands, even though he had been in church all his life. Um, he, she asked him, she said, can I lay my hands on you and believe God for your healing? And he said, sure. You know, this was his sister-in-law. Okay. So uh, mother laid hands on him and began to pray. And then she took his hands, her hands off of him. And he said, he said, do that again. Put your hands on my shoulder. And she did, and he said, take them off. And she took them off, and he said, put them on again. (laughs) And so he said, look at that monitor. Every time you put your hands on me, it was a monitor that would just hit the top of the the scale and go off really high, and then every time she'd take her hands off, it would lower back to to normal. And um, he said, my pastor's been in here and prayed for me like that, and nothing happened. Several of my friends, my Christian friends have prayed for me and not monitors. But when you did it, it's, it goes off the scale. And uh, he was just amazed that he, he felt like the power of God that was going into her that was actually being monitored, uh, you know, with, with all the hookups on his, his physical body. So I think sometimes it's even tangible. You know, the anointing can even be tangible, right? You can feel it or you can, you can, uh, sense it or, or it, it sometimes it's like heat going into your body or a warmth you know some people describe it as a warmth and um and and yet if it's not if it's if it's not being felt it's still there praise god but it's interesting when it's felt or seen like that um and 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 so we are commissioned to lay hands on the sick i remember the first time uh, I, again, when I was 20, heard about the laying on hands. It was he, at healing school and Brother Hagan was ministering and we were students at Rama, just started really at Rama. And, um, he said, okay, today we're going to lay hands on the sick, but I'm going to have all the students, which mean, which meant me <laughs> and others. We're going to have them lay hands on the sick. And I thought, what? <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know about that. You know, this is all new to me. Yep. Yep. All of y'all are going to lay hands on the sick. And it was, you know, really interesting when you've never done it before, because it's, you know, it can, I, I'm just something very new, but again, you know, you've got something to just step out in faith and do it. Amen. Yeah. So we laid hands on the sick and and uh heard testimonies later of people recovering and and doing better and some pain had left immediately etc and uh so i encourage you if you've never laid hands on someone that was sick you know obey the lord and let him show up and let him show out and let him uh recover them from the trap of disease and sickness because he certainly wants to and he's just asked us to do a simple thing the laying on of hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, so then we'll look at just a couple of things about receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's look at Acts chapter 8. Because the laying on of hands is not just for healing the sick. But also some other uh, impartations of the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 8 and verse 17. 
And then, and then we'll save the other for, for later. But let's look at this at least. Acts chapter 8 verse 17. Um, let's start in verse 14. Now when the apostles, uh, which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. They laid, they simply laid their hands on them. Um, Again, you know, thinking about sometimes we think we have to preach a huge message to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. And I, I think it's wonderful to teach and to help people through the word receive what they need to. But sometimes it's unnecessary what what all we go into (laughs) because the Spirit of God just says sometimes just lay your hands on them. Amen? Just lay your hands on them. And uh, so I'll tell a quick testimony. My best friend in in high school, she wasn't saved, and she started working at our motel. And um, I had been praying for her to get saved, even though I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, I was saved. And so this lady evangelist came to stay at the motel and she came in and she looked at Julie, my friend, and she said, you're not saved, are you, honey? And Julie said, no, I'm not. And so Julie started crying and she said, you want to be saved, don't you? And Julie said, yes. Now, of course, that was a word of knowledge, you know. And um, so she said, well, I'm going to pray with you right now and you'll you'll be born again. So she prayed with her. And then she said, and now you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. So we'll just ask the Holy Spirit right now to fill you to overflowing. And my mother said, my mother was standing right there. She doesn't know anything about this. (laughs) She doesn't know anything. Julie wasn't even in church or anything at that point. Never heard about it. And um, this lady evangelist, Fran Harrison, she said, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all right. <laughs> so she laid her hands on Julie instantly. She started speaking in tongues. Never heard of it. Never read about it. Didn't know one scripture about it. <laughs> instantly filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. And about two weeks later, I came down. I was in Atlanta, but I came down to see Julie and noticed such a difference in her life. And she told me, she said, well, I speak in tongues. Now, she hardly knew anything still. I mean, she was going to church a little bit, but just been two weeks. And I said, well, I'd like to do that. She said, you can right now. (laughs) And so she, we prayed that I'd be filled and I was filled speaking in tongues. Didn't know anything either. In fact, I had heard it was of the devil, you know, and my denomination. So it's amazing when you just open up your heart to God even if you don't know every scripture or don't know how to minister every scripture to somebody, just let the Lord do things. Amen. Just let him do things. And then we don't want to stay ignorant. We want to learn and, and know the scriptures. But I'm telling you, you don't have to be a theologian to lay hands on the sick. And you don't have to be a theologian to lay hands on someone for them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We just need to obey God and let him do the work. That he wants to do. Amen. And then two more scriptures really quick. First Timothy chapter four. And I love these because it's just so beautiful how um, through the years. And, and I'm so blessed that I've had men and women of God lay hands on me. And so these scriptures are very, very uh, uh, precious. First Timothy chapter four. And look at verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy and with the laying on of the hands 
of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. So we see that this gift was given through the laying on of hands. Um, I, I remember a time in my life and ministry that I was very beat up and tired. Have you ever been there before in your life where you think, I don't think I can take much more of this. You know, the Bible says the storms come and beat upon the house and they're pretty strong hurricane force winds. And so I remember thinking, I just don't know about going on, you know, and I heard the spirit of God say, I have had men and women of, of, of you know, for decades now, Scarlett, lay hands on you. Now, are you going to drop all of this impartation and quit? All the things that I've imparted, are you just going to throw up your hands and quit? It was almost like, come on, the investment that I've made. <laughs> and and I looked back over the years of the ordination uh, that Brother, Co- uh, Brother Hagen ordained me, Brother Copeland ordained me, you know, and Brother Lester Summerall and, and, you know, all the others, Buddy and Pat Harrison, the impartations of all these men and women and the time and the energy and the fact that I didn't beg for any of these people to do it. It was by the Spirit of God. And now I'm going to throw up my hands and quit and not be a blessing and an imparter to others of things that were given to me, you know? And so I thought it doesn't matter how tired I am. (laughs) I'm going to run this race that's set before me. Amen. And I think that we have an obligation that when we've been imparted to that, we need to be those who will spread the gospel and then impart to others. Don't you think so? I believe that is God's will. Okay. Last scripture tonight, second Timothy chapter one, so I want to encourage you, if you've been blessed all through the years and helped and, and, uh, you know, prayed for and loved and prophesied over, it's, an, it's not just that God loves you. It's God loves other people too and wants you to be an instrument to be a blessing to others and not give up the, the, the race. Second Timothy one. And let's look at verse five. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and my mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore, I put in remembrance, and this is, of course, to a young pastor, Timothy, and Paul writing it to him, that thy, thy stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. He had laid hands on him and imparted a gift from God. And he was saying, stir it up, stir up that gift. Amen. Uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. So I think that uh, these impartations are gifts of power. Amen. Gifts of love and clarity of thinking, sound mind, healthy thinking. Amen. And so we need to stir those things up. Praise God. Were you blessed?